to episode 176 of Checkpoint Chat. I hope I got that right. I think that's right. Uh, Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by uh, uh, Matthew Figueroa. I was trying to think of something <laughs> clever. It wasn't coming to me in time. It was so easy. Uh, washed out, ra- rained out. Rained out. Well, Math- well showered. I was trying Matthew to go Figueroa. for something to do with your coffee. Your your strange <laughs> coffee habits, and it, I just couldn't think of something Cheers. quirky on the spot. Um, so Matthew gets coffee usually every time we record. When we record on a Saturday, like we are today, mm-hmm. um, hand delivered. His lovely wife goes out and gets coffee in a cup and delivers it to his desk. Not even, not even. He doesn't have to get up. And he has the audacity to be like, this coffee is not hot enough. Please go and zhuzh it in the microwave like a monster. Are, are there Would you divorce Matthew? Yes or no? Answer us next time on Check. Blink the twice. Please send us <laughs> Blink twice if you're divorced. Um, <laughs> are there any things growing up where that your parents did that made you shake your head? You go, I'll never be like that. Or not, not even you explicitly saying, I'll never be like that. But you being an adult now doing something and going, holy shit, I am my mom or my dad for doing this thing. Like I've, I've just straight up fallen into the mold and their mm. habits. Because I've turned into, let me tell you, that coffee habit, that's my mom. Because she used to do that. She, no, not, not, not put it in the microwave, but I know my mom has lots to say if a coffee does not burn, burn her basically. If it's cold, and by cold I mean like it's just, you know, not hot, hot, hot. She's not happy. I'm that person. I'm like, yeah, this coffee needs to burn my mouth just a little bit. How, this, how many- this could explain so much about why Portuguese <laughs> coffee is so bad because they're so oh, used whatever. to burning their taste buds <laughs> off that they don't care if the coffee's burnt, you know. Yeah, just but uh, to expand on that, uh, growing up, my mom, neatest person I know, everything has to have a place. Can't leave anything upside down. Room had to be in tip-top condition. I was like, who has the time to be this tidy? Like, come on. Nobody's got the, the time, time. To, to pick up after themselves or whatever. Now I'm an adult. I cannot not pick up after myself. Yep. I, like things have a place. Things have to be tidy. I am my yep. mom. <laughs> now I'm the same. Uh, if, if, I'm, if, if things are untidy or um, like, okay, I've, I've not become this pedantic anymore. But when I used to live at home, because my room was my space, you know, when I was like sitting down to play games, I could see everything in my room. So it would yeah. be like, have to make my bed, have to do this, have to do that before mm. I can like, my brain can be like, cool, you've earned the right to relax <laughs> type of thing. Nice. Um, I guess now that my lounge is in a different place to my bedroom, it doesn't matter as much. So that's a strange realization just to <laughs> so have that, right now. That yeah. bed remains unmade to this yep. day. <laughs> yep. And Charlie's like, please just make it. Oh, no, no, no. She she's she's more proponent of that. She used to, when we were dating, find it very strange that I made my bed. She's like, why? (laughs) You're just gonna get into it again. And I'm like, no. Do you know that Charlie is teenage me? I was also like, Mom, come on. I'm gonna sleep again later. Who cares? No one's visiting. Now I'm just gonna get dirty (laughs) later. My teeth are gonna get rotten later. Who needs to shower? It's fun. Come on. Give me a break. The, the one thing that I, I still have to be forced to do, which probably sounds disgusting, but it's just I never grew up like that, is brush my teeth at night. 
Like that's Whoa. something Shawnee always did. I never did that growing up. And it's still like, I hate brushing my teeth. I not, not because I, not because I don't like having clean teeth. I love it. I just find the act, the act of, of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like two minutes of just brushing. I was just like, we have to, as a society, <laughs> as humans find a more efficient way to brush our teeth. I'm mm. just saying. Um, but it's, uh, I think I think a lot of kids go through that though, even teenagers. Where, I mean, I remember growing up as well. Like t- today, uh, first thing I do when I wake up, I use the loo and I brush my teeth. Like I can't mm. do anything else. Like f- first thing, and then obviously last thing before I climb into bed, brush my teeth. Growing up though, I'll never forget. My dad used to be like, "Have you brushed your teeth?" <laughs> you know, like you'd come say good night. Have you brushed your teeth? I'm like, "Yes, dad, I have brushed my teeth." He's, He's like, like liar. Let me, <laughs> let me smell your breath. I'm like. <sighs> like you haven't brushed your teeth and every time I was like how did he know <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fairly simple at that point it's like yeah, can't when smell you're, that Colgate when minty you're a, freshness when you're a dumb kid you're like but my breath's not even that bad how, how does this guy know it's got super <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be start, followed start with chewing a, gum in bed uh, like you, just you're lying you to, to me bed. just go brush your teeth like come on <laughs> no I Although, it, yeah. it was a bad habit not to have as like a kid growing up but my parents never did it so it's like you know. yeah on the flip side you you met my cousin jesse i did yeah. yes i'll never forget one time i slept over and he was little he was like three four maybe a little bit older a little bit younger mm. and in in a complete reversal of what you'd expect from a kid his sister was in the bathroom showering or something the door was locked and he was outside the door crying and i'm like okay why, why are you so upset and he's like I can't brush my teeth. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to sleep and I just, I want to brush my teeth. It's like, well, this is a very unusual thing for such a small kid <laughs> to be crying over. <laughs> I, yeah. didn't, I well, didn't realize we, he had a sister. She wasn't at your wedding, was she? She was, yeah, Veronica. Oh, uh, right. Yes, yeah, you, you do know. Fuck, I've you got a horrible memory. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just terrible memory. She had just gotten married, I think, as well, wasn't it? Or something, yeah, uh, something, the, year, yeah, the year before. Yeah, there was yeah, still like... Yeah, I oh, remember. No, now. wait, Allah. Was, yeah, I think it was the year before. I do recall um, now. We, sh- yeah. we should get Jesse on the show. Be like, well, okay, you brushed your teeth religiously <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Have you kept this habit? Or uh, <laughs> do you not uh, brush your teeth now? Man, he, he, he made me laugh because I think it was the day... The day of your wedding or like the day before where you were off getting, yeah, yeah, it was the day before Um, because we weren't getting ready or anything. We were just like chilling while you were doing like uh, wedding prep stuff. So I went, I went with Jesse and good old Gareth Pond and we found a sushi place in Madeira that Mm -hmm. was way too expensive and not that good. Um, But you needed that sashi. And then like all of a sudden he was just like, I need to find guitar strings. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm doing this surprise thing for Matthew. I'm going to play, but I need guitar strings. And I'm like, okay. It's like, Do you think there's a place to buy guitar strings here on this island? And I was like, I don't know, yeah. probably. And he spent a good, I probably four or five hours. He went off alone looking for guitar strings. But you know, you know, it's funny is that, that that act would have stressed so many people out. Like before you get on the plane, you go, shit, I need to organize guitar strings. But I know like Jesse and many other people, you'll get there like, okay, shit, I need to organize this. <laughs> do they play do, do they play guitar in Madeira? No. They only play uh 
what's it called? Fadu on their little baby guitar. <laughs> <laughs> they play that electric electric keyboard have, for Fadu. Fadu. Yeah, and they have like half guitar strings. But you know, Jesse just yelled and he did it. He, he managed. He found. He, I don't know where he found, but he. I recall when he was still walking around with us, he called like two places and they were closed <laughs> and he was just like, fuck, I fucked up. I'm like, in trouble. It's like, I need guitar strings. Like, we only do Fado strings. Yeah. <laughs> this is Madeira. Or, we only have coffee and pistache. Or, or little do we know, there's like a whole black market for guitar strings in Madeira. Like, you need some guitar. I hear you need some guitar strings. <laughs> there's, some, there's some guy in a coat on the beach with just black sand. He's like, I've got some guitar strings here. Meet me at the bakery. Bring a case of pistache. <laughs> it's actually it's actually the uh, the shopkeeper from Resident Evil 4. He's just like, what you buying? And it's just like <laughs> oh guitar God. strings in his coat. <laughs> and then you hand him like some pebbles from the beach because that's the collectible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh My god. Goodness. I I really want to go back to Madeira and I think the first place I'll visit when I do go back there is that burger place we went to I think like oh, twice. Yeah. Oh that was my a, god. That was a good discovery. Some of the best Madeira burgers I've ever had in my life. Like of all places yeah, we, yeah you would think. Yeah, yeah we we I mean Lenska and I love traveling. We obviously want to travel to you know a number of places all over Europe and Japan and one day we want to go to New York but we keep talking and going, we just really want to go back to Madeira. Yeah. <laughs> it's I so would nice love there. to go back there. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It'd be very nice. Although I do wonder, given that it's an island and there's so many like old people there and rich people there, what is the vaccination rate there? Mm. I think I think they're actually very good. Oh, is um, it? Okay. I think they, I, I look, I stand to be corrected, but I think as far as how they manage COVID went, they, they're also like locked down, very strict on letting people in and out. So I think vaccines have been done there. Listen, um, you know, I, also, I, I, would, I would imagine people living there, they're like, I can survive the landing at this airport. I can survive anything. <laughs> COVID? Whatever, man. Yeah, exactly. The pilot throws an anchor at the plane when we land. What, what are we going to do? Some of the most <laughs> terrifying flying I've ever been. And I don't, I'm not scared of flying, but good Lord, the landing there is... It and that makes that's, you feel alive. Um, remember, they've extended that runway. It used to be a whole know, lot shorter. That is crazy to me. That was yeah, legit. Throw, throw, an, you, the wheels touch the tarmac. Throw the anchor out the window. Playing stop. flight sim on hard <laughs> mode there. My God. Yeah, it's a good time. Cristiano Ronaldo Airport. Nothing's easy there. <laughs> they named it that because you need the skill and the control of Cristiano Ronaldo to land there. And then on top of it, it's like your adrenaline level is just like come down from that harrowing landing. And then you've got to take like a bus ride from the airport to the main like town. And it's just through mm. those windy mountains. And you just like, you I look down I think over the, the, side of some the biggest bridges. mistake I made was sitting at the front of that bus. I shat myself. I was it's a good genuinely time, like, oh my God, I'm on a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> and uh, this, this is Put horrible. Put your hands there, start screaming. Like, oh. Jesus, it was terrifying. Um, yeah, I was very, like I just kissed the ground, you know, when I got back back there. Uh, I just had, to, just had to praise Cristiano Ronaldo that I was alive, <laughs> you know. Praise be. My praise be, praise be. But this Checkpoint Chat, you know what we also praise? The sun. Video games and the <laughs> sun. I mean, do we praise the sun? Do we praise Maybe. the sun? Well, we praise you praise the sun in Dark Souls 1. I don't think good old Knight Soleil is in Dark Souls 3. But he should be because I've been playing Dark Souls 3. 
Oh, hey. Boom. So you're going to give us a little update. How are you doing in Dark Souls? Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm near the end now. I, I remember last weekend, I was like, damn, I'm really enjoying this game. But now I'm at a part where I don't even fucking know how to progress because the enemies are just tearing me up. And it's, it's interesting because these games, I mean, this is from software games in general. But it's like you bang your head against that for like half an hour and then something just clicks and you're like, oh. It just works. Yeah. So I realized that these enemies that were literally like two-shotting me, like almost basically, that they, because they're dexterous, they are very prone to staggering. So uh, if so I just, just attacked hold. first, they mm. actually, I they could just stagger. put them in like a stun lock, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Uh, so I made loads of progress last week and I... I remember messaging you. I was like, oh, I just did this boss, this boss. And you're like, did you do the dance of Boreal Valley? And I was like, yeah, first time. You're like, what? God, I hate you. I've never hated you more in my life. <laughs> I mean, I I thought it was like one of those bosses. I, mean, that was like, I was that, like, why was this so easy? Um, yeah, well, because let's just back backtrack for a second here. Because you messaged me initially when you started Dark Souls saying like, I haven't really fought any bosses. Yeah. And I'm like... Just That's wait. impossible. That, yeah. that game's got some really good bosses. Like in terms of FromSoft boss design, there are some real highlights. Some of the there. best bosses I've played yeah. from them. There. So yeah. I remember when you said, oh, I'm in this one part now, very icy area. And at the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you're going to fight Pontiff Sullivan next. Oh, like, know, good Lord. What a great I know, boss fight. Yeah, oh I know my God. he's at the top of that one tower. And like he was, he was pretty challenging. I died a good few times. Fantastic fight, um, yeah. And then... I. Like I legit went and I looked at a week. I was like, what other bosses do you have? And then I started remembering like, you've got this one, you've got this one. And I remember Dancer because mm. that boss was the, probably one of the more challenging bosses I did. Um, really? Interesting. Yeah. So, so when you like, like, you didn't say anything. I was like, hey, you fought Pontiff. You beat him. Cool. Mm. Have you fought Dancer? Like, oh yeah. First, first time. What? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was literally like, like it felt like a bit me? of a it felt like a bit of a joke boss because I was just but confused I, by the entire thing. Like Yeah, so but this is where it's funny how Dark Souls can provide completely different experiences. I mean, I often when when I've played these games, um I've had chats with a good friend John Marco Michael, who's also a big FromSoft fan. And he's like said you know, you you walked over that boss. I struggled with that boss, but mm. then you struggled with this boss, and I didn't think they were hard at all. So it's, mm. it depends on your build and your approach, whatever. But I think what really shocked me with Dance that I, I feel like they, whoever designed that boss battle is so disappointed. And I'm like, what? You beat it first time? Like, come <laughs> on, because the the that boss is done intentionally. Um, well, it's intentional in the way they move. It's erratic and yeah. not like super irregular type of movement. Yeah, yeah. and that and it it legit throws people. Like oh, there's a reason it's a hard yeah. boss. But <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, first time. I was like, oh okay, I hate I, you. <laughs> I, I think that's the reason I had an easier time with it is because I didn't have to focus on that at all. Mm. I at that point I felt a bit over leveled at that point because I'd struggled with previous bosses, so. I could literally just keep my shield up and mm. the hits from the dancer weren't really that bad. Um, mm. So I didn't actually have to focus on the movement. I just blocked two two hits and then hit back. Whereas yeah. I think you going for a dexterity ball with dexterous. dodging. Oh my no, God. No shield, yeah. Like, yeah, no, that, I can understand why that would be hard. But on the flip side, because of that, I struggle with more mobile bosses. So mm. the Abyss Watchers was an absolute 
brick wall for me for like hours mm. because like they were just really fast and like tons of stamina. So blocking was just not going to work there. Mm. Um, and then my dodging was like really slow. So yeah. And you also said you struggled yeah. with uh, the Aldrich. Uh, yeah, Aldrich. Aldrich yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't struggle in that I spent hours there, but it was yeah. like all of his attacks, yeah, more, like so yeah. many of his attacks, I, I you just can't block because they're all magic. So you can yeah. block to an extent, but then they're just going right through your shield. Um, some attacks you can't block at all. Um, and yeah. I actually lost all my souls getting to him because like I killed him right as he killed me so oh no yeah that's the worst <laughs> hate to see it like i literally i watched the soul ticker go up and then just disappear and i was like oh, oh no my god <laughs> so yeah i was i was and Sad then face. on top of that i had to get back to him to regain those souls yeah, to regain them and i don't know if you remember but he's like in a church where the first mm. two people you fight are like knights on these stairs and i was like killing them no oh, problem no. to get to him previously and now this time the guy hit because me once the and then I couldn't move and he knocked me off the <laughs> stairs panicked. and I was like, fuck's sake. I just lost all of those souls. Like, yeah, I was very yeah. mad. But then, you know, there are parts of the game which I they they remind me a lot of Demon Souls because they are trick or puzzle bosses. Yeah. And, you know, for, for like Yorm the Giant, there is a very specific way you can kill him very quickly. And... I could tell that that was the case because like mm. he was a boss where I was hitting him and nothing was happening. And I was like, this mm. isn't right, you know? So I, I'm not beneath just looking up something and being like, am I missing something here? Because like, I'm not about to like bang my head for two hours against a boss like you did chipping away mm. at his feet. I, mm. I tried that twice and I was like, there is no fucking way. And I'm going to get to it an instance where he's going to be down to no health and he's going to hit me once and kill me and I'm going to throw the <laughs> controller out the window. So sure. I was just like, no, it, it did remind me of the, um, and I assume it's probably the same weapon actually. Uh, it's a reference to Demon Souls. The Yeah. There's that, there's that fight where you fighting those like manta storm. rays, mm. uh, storm King. It's uh, yeah. It's the exact same name weapon. I think, I think it must be. Yeah. Like a, because, because the attack or... animation, I was like, I've seen this before, mm. like hundred percent seen this before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just wrapping up some, some side bosses now because I looked up how to get to the side areas. Cause I kind of want to see everything. Cause who yeah. has time to come back and play this again? Who has time to gesture in a random direction to figure out? <laughs> On top of it. And it's a gesture you only get very late in the game as well. So it's like by the time you get that gesture, you've passed the point where you need to use it. I've forgotten exactly. that that pose yeah. was there. Like, Same. Um, so yeah, I'm busy fighting what is considered one of the harder bosses of the game, the Nameless King at the mm. moment. And uh, he's absolutely wrecking my shit. So that's mm -hmm. fun, but nice. boy, I'm enjoying this game. It's mm. it's really good. It it is very very good. Like I mean, I'm not shocked by we, that. It yeah. is like the the melding of Dark Souls and Bloodborne in a way. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm glad. I do I'm glad you the, found uh, the time to go back and play it. Yeah, I I mean I appreciate that I can just like die to bosses and go back straight away without having to farm blood vials. I do mm. think, you know, as much as I love Bloodborne, that's the one part that I don't vibe with as yeah. much um, because farming like blood well. vials is really mm. not not fun. So, I mean, if, they, if they're going to... I mean, I get why they changed it because you have so many more. You can have mm. 20 in a battle as opposed to, you know, your Estus... My Estus flask is only at 10 now. Mm. Um, so... But yeah, I, I still don't like farming like at all. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, maybe they'll change that for the sequel. Who knows? They'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, you've got a, a blood vial imbued in your arm and it just needs to refill every time you yeah. rest at a lantern. I'm, Who knows? I think in Elden Ring, it will be like an Estes flask. Or uh, yeah, I think, I think based on the very brief gameplay I've seen, it looks like an Estes flask. Mm. Did you ever cool. use, because I know in this one, you, you get to decide between uh, a healing Estes flask and a magic one. So did you have to like divide your your allocation I between just, the two? I just went straight healing, if I recall. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't use any magic or anything. But I, know, so. but I know that those points, the FP points are used sometimes for some, like when you go into like stance, uh, you know, when you can use like the weapon mm, arts. Yeah. It, that way. it uses I, some of that. No, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I ever... I never used magic. any of the weapons yeah. arts anyway, so yeah. yeah, makes it a little easier. Yeah. Although the ga- that game with the magic build seems to be very fun. There's a lot of stuff you can do. So mm, some fun stuff. I've never I played one of those games with the magic builds. So. I, I I replayed Demon Souls as a like a full on mage. It was some good fun. Oh like, really? Super overpowered. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. you you be very squishy, but you can attack from afar, and then. Late in the game, you get stronger spells, and then mm. you know it's it's like a cakewalk. I mean, I I, I felt I restarted Dark Soul, uh, Demon Souls with a different class because I picked the one that uh, is basically a knight but has soul arrow, and a mm. lot of people like that is easy mode because mm. like the soul arrow is just like stupidly powerful from the get. It's a very strong start. Yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, and it gives yeah. you an out when you don't want to like fight things. Mm. So yeah, exactly, it's cool. It has a really good animation. Mm. It's very, very so oh, pretty. I, I'm like tempted to play that game again just to see how gorgeous it is because it really is pretty. just unbelievably beautiful. Why replay Demon Souls when you can play Elden Ring? Those remake, week? remake Bloodborne in that engine, man! Come on! Oh my god! Come on! <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine Yon and looking I'd like cry. that? Oh, I'll just cry happy Jesus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's mostly what I've been playing this week outside of, uh, uh, I have the steam deck. I can't say much more than that again. <laughs> yeah. You've been playing Dark Souls on the steam. No, you haven't. Can't, um, can't confirm or deny that. Um, <laughs> I have a steam times. deck. That's literally all they say <laughs> I can say is like, I have a steam deck. You have so. it. You're playing yeah. on it. Nice. Good I job. mean, can't even say that much. I just have it. Might just be staring at it. Who knows? It's just there. It's just there. Yeah, it's just there. Um, outside of Steam Deck, um, you and I have. <laughs> when I say play, I, I mean very loosely. We've both touched. A mm, game we've tickled. Came out. We've we've just looked at it and said hello. How, how yeah, are you doing? exactly. We've just um, just opened the door. Uh, just opened the door to our lives in. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden West. Let me just yeah. this open here. So I think both of, of us actually only really got going with this last night uh, very yeah. briefly. Mm. Um, and we're both playing on PS5. Um, so yeah, I mean, what I can say briefly is that this game is fucking gorgeous. Uh, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, so I think... You and I, you know, only really played the first hour, so we're very much in tutorial land. Uh, mm. If you're watching the, or listening or watching the, to the podcast on YouTube, this is, you know, the opening area. They're basically teaching you how to do stealth kills and how mm-hmm. to track enemies and, you know, the stuff you did in the first game. Um, but I think what you and I can both agree on is that the game, I mean, the first game, visually stunning, but this is like 
powered well we're both playing on ps5 with this extra horsepower and you know gorilla now having a second chance at this world have mm. i don't know they, they've outdone themselves even just in the first biome <laughs> yeah. it's so lush yeah. there's so much detail i mean look at all the greenery the lighting it's your what a what a visual sh- uh, showpiece for the playstation and i think i haven't played on playstation 4 myself but i think given mm. how old that hardware is the fact that it runs on there um apparently it like runs it runs pretty actual, well there. like actual yeah. sorcery like yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of incredible and i think it it's just you know the the first horizon was the first game on gorilla's decima engine um mm. and then that was used in death stranding death afterwards stranding, yeah and I'm sure they learned a lot from that process because obviously they were, you know, providing support to Kojima Productions throughout. Mm. And, you know, Death Stranding is an equally gorgeous game with yeah. loads of open world details. So I assume they've made like, you know, strides forward in terms of what the engine can do in that regard. Yeah. Um, and on top of it, you know, Death Stranding was really well optimized, uh, yeah. especially when it came to PC, like, the the level of scaling you could do with it was quite impressive so maybe that's really helped you know the ps4 versions as well here so mm. uh it's really cool I, and 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 you're right it is the um you know it's lush firstly it's colorful but it's also just the the staggering denseness of the detail there is so yeah, much is happening so much. on every screen um yeah if, if it, you just like yeah. pause and pan the camera it's oh, it's incredible i mean like yesterday um I mean, I don't have this recorded, but on my Twitter feed, I shared a screenshot where I was like, let me just mesh around with the photo mode. For starters, you can zoom in real close in that photo mm. mode without losing the detail. And then just like by pure chance, the foliage that I had behind Aloy just had a car. Just there, mm-hmm. like a, a whole rusted car is like, damn. Yeah, it's <laughs> just chilling there. The detail yeah. in this game is just... It's insane. So and, yeah, very, and the, very the, the screenshots too. I've seen from this game, like Oof. especially of the character models, like Aloy coming out of the uh, the water and stuff, like the water droplets mm. resting on like paws on her face. It's really exceptional. And yeah, you know the the the, the intro cutscenes um, are really impressive. Like the facial capture is very mm. very convincing, um, and just in yeah. general, just like full of details. So yeah, it is just from the first hour, just a technical showpiece and mm. one of those where it's like, yeah, I'm glad I've got a PS5 type of thing. Mm. Um, you've also got two modes to play with on PS5 yeah. at least. You've got favor performance and favor uh, resolution. Um, I'm playing on the resolution mode because even though that's capped at 30, uh, I think it looks super sharp at like mm. a native 4k and i really like that yeah so if, if you're watching the video feed this is resolution mode and like again it's it's because it's 30 it's not that battery smooth motion mm. but when you're getting visuals like this without you know as long as it's locked i think that's yeah. um yeah you know it, it just works uh, but i will fall let me just switch over to um you know, I, I did record footage on both so people can see what... The, the good the, thing here is that, I mean, uh, when Horizon uh, Zero Dawn launched on PS4 Pro, it also had these two modes, but the performance mode was kind of like bad because it wasn't a locked 60. So it just fluctuated everyone was kind of gross. Uh, this one, if you do play on performance, is a locked 60. So that's, you know, that's a, yeah. a big plus if you prefer that. Um, it does, the game actually does default to performance mode. Uh, it boots up uh, the yeah. performance mode, yeah. Um, um, so if you 
I think it's worth bouncing okay. between the two. Yeah, to see what works for you. I don't know why this preview isn't going away. There we go. So this is, um, you know, 60 FPS mode. And you can, well, not 60 FPS mode. It's a frame rate. It favors mm. frame rate. Um, and, you know, visually it still looks really good. Yeah. Uh, you, you're yeah, losing a little really bit of good. detail, but it's it runs battery smooth. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still torn on what do I want. Um, yeah. I think, I think I'm also going to be bouncing good. between the two. Yeah. I mean, as much as I, I, I can tell the... Uh, the effects in like still images is very, very minor, but it's mm -hmm. more when you're moving around because mm -hmm. performance mode is using a dynamic resolution scaling. Yeah. So that can lead to some artifacts, especially mm -hmm. on small details like vegetation. And yeah. if you have areas this dense with vegetation when you're moving, that sort of blurring can really compound. Um, yeah. But a lot of people might not notice that. And uh, no. I mean, I haven't particularly noticed that, but it's something that I know I, I can definitely tell when I move to resolution mode, there's a sharpness there that's not there yes, that's in the performance exactly. mode. Yeah. I mean, even even me personally, like I'm not fussy with that sort of level of detail, but even I was like, oh, it's just, it's not as crisp. Um, yeah. Well, especially there's when you're like panning the camera around yeah. and stuff. Um, but I mean, they both look great. So yeah, they both yeah. look great. And and like you said, because they both run at locked frame rates, you know, it doesn't really well. It doesn't matter which one you go for. Um, but like, they both feel consistent. If mm. that makes sense. The one thing I wish they did uh, uh, have, um, and this is something Ratchet and Clank did, was have a sort of middle ground and in between forty yeah. FPS mode for people who have one hundred and twenty hertz displays. Um, mm which I think I, I'm actually kind of shocked that more more games haven't done that because it is, to me, the perfect middle ground because 40 FPS still feels like a big jump from 30. Mm, 30 but yeah. It's, yeah, but it, it, it still allows you to pump like so much detail into the world. Um, so yeah, maybe they'll come, I mean, with Ratchet and Clank, it only with came Ratchet, out after it the came fact. later, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it, will, maybe it will come out later. But that, I like... If they put that out, that would probably be my default mode. Mm. Uh, I'd probably go yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the game's the game's good so far. It's um, boy, I forgot what happened in that first game. Um, and yeah, me too. And they they recap it nicely. Like the first thing you get yeah. when you launch the game, it's like literally a two minutes. Not if that of like here's what happened. It is like oh yeah, okay, I get. That. I like totally <laughs> forgot there were AIs, you know, called uh, named after <laughs> Greek gods and. And shit None like that. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Um, so yeah, it's good that they recapped that and kind of like very quickly set up the stakes of what Aloy is doing. She's like, mm. the only person in this world that knows the world is probably about to die. Um, mm. And everyone else still thinks that it, you know, everything is controlled by gods and malevolent powers. And mm. she just kind of is like fuck you people are stupid type of thing you know um <laughs> she what what's this this guy that's your companion oh, i forgot his name already um uh, but she she basically like outright tells him like yeah it's an ai and he's like what she, she yeah. like shattered his whole belief system. and she's and like, like scan some data he's like what's data <laughs> and it's just like oh my god like oh, are we really <laughs> gonna do this the whole game Val, oh, his name goodness. is Val. i just saw this yeah. there um but yeah in terms of um the actual game if you loved horizon uh, the gameplay mm. it, it feels very i mean it feels very much the same you know you've got your bow your arrow you've got a good dodge you can scan enemies to find weak points 
Um, but you you and I haven't really been able to play around with the new tools. Like mm. I know there's a grapple hook now, which was yeah, the, the grab, first game. and you get it super early, so that's nice. Mm. Um, yeah, you can also climb on way more things now, which is a big mm. plus to me. It's not it's not Breath of the Wild. There's still very specific yeah. ways areas where you can climb, but it to me it feels almost like a Assassin's Creed from a few years ago, where it's like. You could climb these buildings, but there are specific handholds as opposed to, mm. uh, you know, like Assassin's Creed Origins or whatever. Where it's like you can climb anything that's fucking 90 degrees vertical, <laughs> you know. Um, you can climb literally everything. <laughs> literally air almost, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. So it's not like that. But, it, but you know, the first Horizon was like, if these things don't have a yellow handhold, you cannot climb this thing. Um, yeah. So it feels a lot more liberating than that, which I greatly appreciate because... Mm. At least bouncing from Breath of the Wild at the time, uh, that felt very restrictive. Mm, yeah. can, can, can I just blow your mind quickly? Do you know it's been five years since the first game? Mm-hmm. That's also five crazy years since Horizon. Me. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean like, that that's that's also 2017. A, like, that's a good indication of like a development cycle of you know a very good game. Five years ago, we had the first Horizon and the first Breath of the Wild, and both sequels coming out of this year. Well, um, we hope Breath of the Wild is coming up this year, yeah. Can only hope. <laughs> it's weird though because Horizon is almost like five years to the day because it released mm. in late February as well. It yeah. it came out just uh, just before uh, Breath of the Wild, I recall. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of strange that they nailed that. I mean, uh, we'll get to it in news, but they were meant to launch it last year, uh, but yeah. they decided not to because of... Uh, crunch reasons they didn't want to mm. crunch employees too much so that's good um and yeah I, it seems from all the reviews and uh it's, it's, stuff it's it seems solid off, yeah. yeah a lot of people are like yeah this is you know the, the worst criticism i've seen is it's more of the first game so depending <laughs> on your mileage of that you know you, yeah that could either be a good or a bad thing yeah but if you love the first game it's like oh no exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> i guess i'll just have to play more horizon like to me it sounds me. like a more horizon but with the the small little creature comforts that could have been tweaked in the first one which exactly. i'm like super down so, for so yeah. yeah very keen to play loads more of that um mm-hmm. but bouncing to another hard game you finished sifu this week or finally more accurately like, yesterday well, yesterday my god let me let me just timestamp this let me just timestamp this quickly Saifu. and get my little footage going i i don't know if the frame rate's fine in my recording i thought it was a little bit off so let's see if it works mm-hmm, fine mm-hmm. um but yeah so i have a much better understanding of the game now i think when i spoke about it last week i was still trying to wrap my head around its mechanics and its systems and whatnot um but yeah, having rolled credit and spent, I think, maybe eight to ten hours uh, finishing the game. Uh, I can confidently say that Sifu is a highly challenging game uh, in a very different kind of way um, that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's got that good payoff of if you play it enough, you, you start to get the muscle memory in. And man, what a what a great experience. Like I think it's still a little bit rough around the edges. There are things about it that felt a bit off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just to recap, you play as a student, basically avenging their uh, master or sensei. And they don't quite explain this explicitly. I need to go back and read some of the law, but you essentially have a talisman uh, with five okay. coins on it. And oh, that's death, the thing on his belt at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so cool. 
so when you die in this game, you you age, you basically get older and you can respawn, um, which sounds very weird because you're like that. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's done in a way that's, so if you can see in the top left now, I'm 20 years old. I'm the youngest I can be. Uh, if I were to die, I, I turn 21, 22, all the way up to 30. Um, mm -hmm. And you get a game over state when you reach 70 plus because you're an old man. <laughs> you can't, okay. can't get older than that. Can't get older. Um, yeah, after 70, that's when the arthritis you, you just, kicks in. Like You just, listen, the, the shit this dude does at 70, I'm like, holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> you could be proud. Um, but the, there's a trade-off on that is in that as you get older, you do more damage because, you know, okay. I suppose the... The context is you have more experience, but you take uh, you, you do more damage, but you have less health. So that older. is the thing because so, I remember last week I, I said I I heard that and you're like I'm not sure uh, if that's the uh, case. yeah because yeah. I hadn't really you know figured shit out yet. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's some balancing in that regard. Um, yeah, but the game itself takes place over five levels. Uh, you get you you earn experience as you play through them, and you can turn that into you know new moves. Um, new combos, that sort of thing. And really, it's just about you stringing together and figuring out this game's fighting mechanics, um, you know, to beat every boss at the end of each level. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, it's that's where the challenge comes in because there's a lot. Like, when you start the game, there's just so much information thrown at you. And, like, it really is overwhelming. But if you are watching the footage now... Like, this sorry, fight hashtag, that you're currently having it looks overwhelming. Oh, my God. Sorry, hashtag humblebrag. When you, this is the first level. When you start this fight, it is very difficult but now i'm like having played the game i understand a lot better i'm you know not breezing through it but i'm not dying which well, is you, i mean i mean i've been watching and it almost looks like you know the trailers that they put out where it looked very um very straightforward and flowy in a way because exactly. you understand the mechanics um if yeah, yeah and i can tell like you taking almost no damage and and wrecking these fools but i can imagine the first time you played this you're like oh, no, this seems impossible it's i think the first time you fight like more than in this room there's probably like 10 people mm. if you fight more than two people at a time it's generally like oh god <laughs> don't get surrounded find space and i mean if, if you watch carefully there are times when i was getting attacked from behind but i'm i'm aware of it now and i know how mm -hmm. to answer it um, and i think that's also something that comes with muscle memory in the game because they do actually give you like outside of offense options you do have a lot of defense options as well so you can deflect which is very much the same uh idea as Sekiro, where you can hold the block button mm -hmm. but you have a you know quote unquote posture bar that fills up but if you tap the block button in time with an attack you deflect it and you okay. can counter attack so that is good to do and you almost feel like that's what you should do. Um, mm -hmm. But I very, well, not very quickly, I learned later on that that's not the only viable defense. Like you have a dodge, so you can just step out the way. Uh, but I think what is the more important one, which if, if you're playing this game and you're struggling, let me tell you the importance of ducking down and up mm -hmm. is like, it, it is the key to beating this game. Because the moment that clicked in my head, um, like if you if you were to watch some of the fights I had earlier in the the recording, it wasn't me deflecting. I was just ducking under punches and stuff, and then counter attack. You can still counter attack. It's not quite the same as if you deflect because you, yeah. you, know, you stagger them a bit. But if you duck under a punch or under a sequence of punches, um, you can very much counter attack because it's the end of the enemy's attack sequence, and like that is very important for bosses as well, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. especially like. The, the last boss is an absolute 
ground um, because there's just so many combos, so little room to breathe. Um, but at the moment, I figured out the whole duck thing in one of the actually on the second boss. So second boss, I was really struggling because I was trying to deflect um, his attacks, and he's attacking with a staff, so. Mm-hmm. It does damage and it like really wrecks your posture bar. But the moment I was like, oh, I can duck under these attacks or just step aside. It like opened up the game for me. I was like, okay, this boss actually isn't that bad. And like, uh, I probably will play through this game again because like I told you uh, before we started recording, there is there's incentive to replay in that like in the fourth level, for example, I found a key that opens up a door in the first level. Um, okay. So there are, there are new areas to sort of, you know, just go visit and you know to get collectibles or just other fights whatever um yeah i want to replay the game and even now this is the first boss which i didn't struggle with too much the first time but i did die a couple of times now it's just like it's it's super straightforward like i take a few hits but so if you die to this boss is there a checkpoint early in this level that you spawn at no so you have to restart the whole level no, no, so you, you can, that's where the whole talisman comes in. Like if I die, I can just age up and respawn at the boss fight. Oh, okay. So it okay. is clever in that way. It's like, it's, I think I, I mentioned this last week. It's this weird thing of the game is very difficult, but it's also somewhat forgiving in that, you know, you don't get to a boss, you die. You have to grind your way through there. Yeah, yeah. Try again. You, you can like, you, you can trigger a game overstate you know, by dying too much at the boss, but at yes. least you have the option to just keep getting up and learning their but, combos but then, it, but then if like, if you, if you, te- if you age up too much in the boss fight, then when you get to the next level, say you start that level at like age 40, then you can only mm. start that level at age 40. At age 40. Time. But okay. you can, you can repeat the level before if you want. I mean, that's what I did. So yeah. I got to the fifth level at age 30 only because like I made sure to like repeat the previous level that I, you know, quotes and quote perfected it that I could beat the boss without dying too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I really had a good time with this game. It's one of those games where I didn't, you know, I can't say I was like you or others. You're saying, oh my God, Sifu's coming out. It's this cool Kung Fu roguelite, whatever. It is a thing of, it came out. It's like, oh yeah, it's, it's cheap on Epic. looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's for everyone, but definitely speaks my language. Like I absolutely loved the challenge of, you know, rinse, repeat, try again. And then it is, I get that satisfaction of like, yeah, I, I can fight this boss now. Uh, like I've learned their tricks. And um, how, how do the permanent upgrades work? Is it a case of I need to grind it out, get permanent upgrades and then no, it so, earlier levels? So easier? interestingly, there, there's two levels to the upgrades in that when you find, um, you get shrines throughout uh, Yeah, I was seeing like, you were picking up like treasures or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so there's like two to four shrines and you get, you could basically choose a permanent upgrade, um, only one per shrine. So for example, uh, I can choose an upgrade that means I recover more health when I beat an enemy. I can choose an upgrade that in- increases my posture bar. I can choose an upgrade that basically uh, gives my weapons more durability. Like those are the more permanent ones, not tied to XP. Mm-hmm. Uh, explicitly um but then in playing the game you do earn xp and there's a whole separate tier of things you can unlock but those are those are explicitly moves and combos um that that mechanic is interesting because as you play through the game you can unlock it so for example if i start fresh i haven't unlocked anything um i want to unlock a slide kick um so i can unlock it on that run if i commit more XP throughout that run, I can permanently unlock it. So that if I were to restart the day before, 
I now have access to it. It's actually this menu here, if you're looking at okay. the video feed. Yeah. So I can, you'll see the, the pink ones I've permanently upgraded. The black okay. dots are ones I've yet to upgrade. Um, so okay. having finished the game, I've got a, you know quite a variety of pink dots yes. of permanent upgrades. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting take on the genre because I think it does introduce some new ideas and yeah, it's what a what a fresh, different game that I did not expect to enjoy as much as I did. Um, again, though, not for everyone. I think mm, mm. if like I'm not a it's, yeah, I say this like I, I I've compared it to a fighting game, um, you know, like a Street Fighter. But we have friends like uh, we mentioned last week, Jeff and Darren, who just did not vibe with this game. They don't like it, and they love Street Fighter, and they they Both love them, fighting yeah. games. But they love fighting games, yeah. Mm. I but think that's I what scared me at first when people are like, oh, this feels like a fighting game. I'm like, uh oh, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. But yeah, you and I but, usually vibe with the same games. So yeah, yeah. But I, I think I have to make the comparison because it is the thing of, you know, timing blocks and learning combos and that sort mm, of thing. So mm. yeah, but uh, I, I'd be it very sounds a lot like Sekiro when, I mean, watching yeah. it now, even it reminds me a lot of like, you've got to get in tune with this game and like, it's got to be a, a good balance of attack, attack, and defend. Like, if you're yeah. just defending the entire time, you're going to make zero progress here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd be very curious to hear your thoughts on it because, like, I mm. do think you would like it. Um, but, again, this game will be hit or miss for some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, the difficulty is definitely a, a big factor that, yeah. yeah. And we, I know I know, end. for at least someone like, like Darren, like, he enjoys challenging games, but... He is very much coming to games for a sort of like a power fantasy. So yeah. he's never got into any of the Souls games or even Sekiro. So it didn't really shock me when I heard that, you know, this game was incredibly hard that he just, you know, it's not his style of play. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's it's difficult though, because if like, and I know this is an immediate switch off for a lot of people, but like if you put the time in to grind, like if you're watching me play now, and I'm sorry to like hashtag Humblebrag, like, I am doing very well, but only because I've played enough time that I now understand the game. Like mm, this is mm. now a power fantasy. <laughs> like I look yeah, because you, really you feel like you understand the shit it. out of everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, would would recommend. But, but it like took hours for you to get here. It took a long time to get here. Yeah. I mean, this is a second level. Even even the, the difficulty spike from the first to the second level was like, cool. Like, so... Sorry, audio listeners missing out a little bit here, but if you're watching the video, if you now I'm fighting a new enemy type who's you know more with kicks and whatnot. And again, at this point in the game, when I first played it, I didn't know much about ducking. I was more trying to block, but the moment I figured out ducking, like see that it's, it's super mm. helpful to just dodging, getting attacks in. Um, I think I yeah, actually I, do I can, die, so. I can see you ducking and dodging like way more. Um, yeah. Then, then you actually like deflecting because I don't really yeah. see the enemies like Stagobar doing anything. No. Yeah. yeah. So you'll see I get up, I age a year, and that I respawn exactly where I am. But it's like it's a it's a cool, unique mechanic. Like I don't have to start the level from scratch now. I can pick up where I left off. That's and it's so weird risk. for the enemies being like, Jesus, this guy just <laughs> fell down and grew a beard. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> the one boss uses uses blades, and when she kills, she's like what the hell, like my blades won't fail this time. <laughs> oh my God. It must be so um, confusing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sifu, great game. Uh, yeah, play it. Really, nice. really cool little underrated title, I feel. Nice. Sounds hmm. good. Um, should we jump over to... Game releases. Game releases. 
Let me get that up. Have so we are looking at games basically from today till the end of February. Can you believe it? Can you what actually is believe it? Yeah, what is time? Um, so today is February 19th. So yeah, like a handful of heavy hitters coming out this mm-hmm. week, obviously. Um, so firstly, on February 22nd, we've got Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, which is the next big expansion for Destiny 2. And by my barometer, people seem fucking hyped for this thing. Like mm. very, very excited for it. Um, so yeah. That's coming out on Tuesday. And we've got the Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster coming to PC, iOS, and Android February 23rd. Play this game. I don't know what the Pixel Remaster is like, but Final Fantasy VI, the best Final Fantasy. Can confirm. Kefka, the mm-hmm. the Joker of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Great game. Uh, then on February 24th, we got Martha is Dead, which is a horror game, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox series. This game... Propped up in the, con- yeah, yeah, there's some controversies this week or last week. Yeah, it was some that like Sony forced them to censor some content from it. And yeah. then people were like, oh, you know, censoring. Blah. And then someone mentioned what was actually being censored. I was like, uh, what the fuck is this game? This sounds horrible. Yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah. Real like disgusting shock horror value. Like, mm. yeah, no. Uh, Ghost on the Shore. It's the sequel to Ghost in the Shell. No, I'm joking. Uh, February <laughs> like, 24th. <laughs> you know, I would have just believed you. Like, oh, wow. Know, it's close enough. <laughs> uh, coming to PC, February 24th. Uh, Tormented Souls coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, February 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibbon, Beyond the Trees coming to Apple Arcade on February 25th. Yes, haven't heard of Apple hmm. Arcade in a while. In a long time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Atelier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. Yes, that's a mouthful. PC, PS4, mm. and Switch, February 25th. Grid Legends coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox, February 25th. Uh, probably the biggest launch of this week, Elden Ring coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xboxes, February 25th. Also on February 25th, uh, Steam Deck launch, which is a bit not true because the 25th is when to allow you to pay for the pre-order you have it's not necessarily when people are going to get oh. it <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> very so very silly like no one's actually getting uh, it on february 25th um but yeah way. that's when uh reviews will drop so mm-hmm. yeah look out for that uh and then also uh, this just says february so I, maybe it's not happening anymore but <laughs> leap coming to leap. steam early access on pc so, yeah. my goodness that's cool. And then March, things things are somewhat, I mean, not that March is quiet, but I think February was like the big month. And then oh, I some don't know. Big it's literally the week after we've got Gran Turismo 7. No, no, no. So um, March has some big hits, but it feels like February is the, the one that's packed with everything. But I say yeah. like, there's, there's Ghostwire Tokyo. <gasps> there's Kirby, Kirby. on the same day. There's uh, the uh, next-gen versions of GTA 5. There's Tunic which I'm very oh, excited for. Is Tunic for. in March? Yeah, Tunic is March 16th. Oh uh, there's the Strange as Fuck, uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin coming out. Oh, what? Um, I'll take it back. March is too much care. April is the one that has not oh. so much care. Weird, Weird oh. West, I'm very excited for that. It's like a immersive sim RPG from some of the people who did like Dishonored and Fallouts and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, My very goodness. keen for that. Yeah, de- April's definitely where... 
you know, by things the time we get quiet. to April, we, we feel like we're getting to that E3 stage where it's like, okay, things need to be announced now type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I think I think after March, the really big game coming out between April and May is uh, Forspoken, which every time I see it looks worse and worse, to be honest. So... Yeah, I'm very lukewarm in that game. I I'm think when I saw the first trailer, that, yeah. I was like, yeah, and then the more I see it, the more the more, the like, more I see it, the worse it looks to me, honestly. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Although, April, Nintendo Switch Sports... Hell yes. Um, Going to play some tennis at home. That that tennis game. Most underrated Switch title. Uh, so, good. title. <laughs> so good. So uh, good. Cool. Should we get to news? Yeah. Um, what is the first piece of news? What should we start with here? What is the big headline? Hmm. I mean, do, do you want to start with Cyberpunk or the Bioshock movie? Uh, I think I think Cyberpunk's the big one this week. Um, yeah, so Punk. CD Projekt Red basically uh, hosted a live stream this week and, and sort of like I think surprise dropped it because mm. uh, I, I you know I don't think people expected it just like to shadow no. drop in that way. But the next gen versions of uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven so native PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions, along with mm-hmm. a patch, what is it, 1.5, I think it is? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's 1.5. Uh, which adds a bunch of, like, gameplay changes to the game. Um, mm. You know, just a lot of things that people were annoyed about when the game first launched oh, over a year ago now uh, yes. that have sort of been fixed. Um, you know, the things that can be fixed, you know, like... yeah. If you weren't happy with the game's writing or the game's RPG progression, those are very big fundamental systems that can't just be overhauled. So, you know, it's not a different game in that sense. But, uh, yeah, it runs better on the new consoles now. You have, like, performance and uh, uh, fidelity modes and, uh, like, fidelity modes have some ray tracing uh, Mm. on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, and just in general, the stability across all the platforms seems to be better now as opposed yeah. to the complete nightmare that it's been since launch. Um, yeah. So that's good. Uh, I'm glad that that finally came out. And, you know, I guess if if you felt burned by it uh, when it launched, especially considering it launched straight after new consoles um, and just didn't run well on them at all, maybe this is the sort of thing that gets you back into it. Mm. Um, I yeah. don't know. I still I, think I it's know. just a bad game. So yeah. I don't know how it runs on PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> still Apparently not terribly. Yeah, yeah, but like still, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting because I know. Oh, here's another little, little spreadsheet. So he, he has um, the uh, he has a spreadsheet of some things that that are new. So new weapons, additional apartments for V, your protagonist. Uh, a hairdressing mirror. Okay. <laughs> I love that this is a bullet point on this list. <laughs> like, like the hairdressing I mean, mirror is what people have been that, clamoring That's a for. bullet point just as much as rebalance of gameplay, economy, and loot systems. So those two are yeah, equally that's... weighted bullet points in this thing. Uh, yeah. Take that as you will. Um, the new versions also have ray-traced local shadows, um, which, you know, obviously is just one of the effects available on PC and PC you have ray trace shadows ambient occlusion and reflections um mm. so you're yeah, not you know you're still not getting 
even close to what this game looks like on PC. Um, yeah. But at the same time, cranking all those things on PC, Jesus Christ, it brings powerful PCs to their the, knees. You the, know? Ga- the game is gorgeous. Like, it is. It is very good looking. Yeah. Give it that, yeah. Uh, various visual quality improvements, spatial headphone audio, improved crowd reactions, especially when it comes to like police chases and stuff like that, and dual sense controller features, which apparently are pretty good on PS5. So, mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's cool. Um, it's cool that that's out finally. I think that's a big like monkey off the back of CD Projekt mm. Red. Um, now they can do the DLC, which was planned. No, no. Now they can do the next-gen version of The Witcher. (laughs) The Witcher, correct. Yeah, which is meant to come Um, in Q2, so... Yeah. I mean, I imagine they've got got separate teams working on both, but... I'm very keen for that, because that will Mm. probably trigger a replay from me. I mean, The Witcher 3 came out in 2015. Yeah. Seven seven years ago, there's a lot they can... I mean, the game... The game to this day looks really good, but imagine a modern day. I mean, they, they can are... they can do a lot more to that on like a next gen console, and exactly. on top of that, you know, when they bring that out, that's also going to update the PC version because the PC yeah. version doesn't have things like ray tracing and stuff. So mm. even if you're playing on PC, like to me, this this Cyberpunk update didn't really hit that hard because I've been playing the game on PC, so like it hasn't yeah, really it changed hasn't really on PC. Changed you know, for you, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's cool that that's yeah. out. Cool. Um, what what yeah, do you want to jump other, to next? Otherwise, yeah, news news this week isn't like there's no jaw dropping things. I don't think. Um, although, I'll let's touch on this. It's not ex- explicitly gaming, but Netflix is turning Bioshock into live action film. Um, yeah, yeah, which is very cool because. As great of a game Bioshock is, I think we could all agree that the story it told is also like fantastic. And how it will translate into a movie, I, I don't know if it'll have quite the same impact, but um, the atmosphere, the characters, like 100%, that'll, I'd love to see that in a movie. Um, I definitely yeah. think this is a, uh, a result of, or well, maybe not a result, but it is curious that we finally got the Uncharted movie you know, the Uncharted movie launched this mm. week after fucking what felt like a decade, probably more mm. in like development hell. And if you were around at the time, you likely remember that Bioshock was sort of in a similar place. Like there was a movie adaptation in the works. It had yeah. um, Pirates of the Caribbean director Gore Verbinski attached to it at a time. Ah. Um, and then it just like died. So like it almost seems like cool, Uncharted got put out Bioshock could be the next thing um mm. so yeah that's cool i'm i mean i'm i'm keen for it I, it could be fucking trash it could be really mm. good yeah, netflix I mean, is spotty at the video moment video game so. movies can be hit or miss but i think what excites me like i said is is just the world of rapture and the characters mm. like imagine what that it, it'll look like as a film you know this yeah huge underwater city like i think it'll look very cool so I think what yeah. could be cool, like, okay, it's a film, so maybe there's less space for this, but if it was a series, like having episodes split between two timelines, like showing a mm. rapture before the fall and then like following the same character after the fall type See, that, thing. that'd be quite cool. Yeah. I, I almost feel like a movie would do it a disservice. Um, there's just mm. too much to pack into it, but I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Because it, it would might, be cool, might, like, like in the first game, you explore pre-Rapture only through voice recordings, you know, mm. you don't really get to see it. 
Um, no. So I'd like to see that like slow descent into into like the fall of Rapture and then like, you know, the culmination of characters coming to that realization as well. Mm. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I think it could be cool. Like, especially if they keep the the sort of tension throughout there, like don't show a big daddy. Like if, if you're throwing like four big daddies at the main protagonist in this film, like you're going to lose all sense it's- of tension. Like. Yeah. It should almost be like, you know, like the original Alien films, it should be one big daddy and it should be like a thing that you just run away from type of thing. Mm, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, what on that, um, there's definitely a lot of room for horror yeah, in, 100%. in this movie. So, I mean, I'm not talking like gory jump scares, but mm. just in terms of atmosphere, like 100%. Also, we are, get, we are totally assuming that this is Rapture and not in Colombia. Oh, yeah, true. But I, mean, I really hope it, has, it is in Rapture. Not it Columbia. has to be Rapture. <laughs> yeah. Rapture to me is just a much, much better set. Well, so. Yeah. Um, what other news? Uh, we've got this Horizon little thing that I alluded to earlier. But yeah, basically Horizon Forbidden West is out now. Uh, it was originally meant to launch in 2021. Uh, but the decision to delay it was in part made to avoid forcing the development team to crunch, according to the game's director, Matthijs de Jong. Mm. Um, he was speaking to a Dutch newspaper. He says, it happens very rarely with us. We are aware of the disadvantages of crunching, so we take this into account a lot in our planning. Of course, there, those who are willing to continue working on holidays are allowed to, but there's always a very clear position from the company that you don't have to. Forbidden West might have been released at the end of last year, but then we might have had to work overtime. People should also be able to relax and take a vacation and to be with family and friends. That also played a part in the decision to release the game now. Mm. Now, I think what's surprising about that is how candid they are talking about that, especially when you consider they are in European studio. And I think that is the core difference. You know, mm. Gorilla is in the Netherlands. There no, are Ireland, yeah. very strict rules uh, with regards to worker um, rights in the U- in the EU as opposed to the US. And you know, to see a a game director coming out, yes, he's still saying like, if you're willing to work on holidays, you're allowed to, which is a bit of a sus thing to me because yeah, because who are you going to be that arsehole yeah. who stays at home while the rest of your team are like exactly exactly it's, like yeah. I've been in those positions personally where it's like you're not forced to, but some of us are <laughs> going to be staying late. It's like okay, what are your weekend plans? Oh, you're going to see family. It must be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's a bit of a hmm, not sure about that, but you know, good management to always be like you've worked overtime, go home type of thing, you know, take. And when he's talking here about people should be able to take, to relax and take vacations, that's a very different thing when you consider some of the statements from American studios, which are like, yeah, we crunched (laughs) and we had to type of thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) We had no choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, Um, and and I I think the fact that the head of, Sony Interactive Entertainment is Herman Hulst, who is the former head of Gorilla. I don't think that conversation was very difficult. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you say it, they're like, hey, uh, what up, Herman? It's, it's your homie from Gorilla. Can yeah. we just not release this end of 2021? He's like, I got you, fam. I I, and, you. <laughs> and I mean, if this is the culture at the studio, then that was more than likely instilled by him because he was exactly, led there for so yeah. long. So like, he was probably like, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. It's not a hard decision to make. I mean, I'm sure it's a hard decision irrespective, but mm. like I'm pretty sure it would be easier to convince him than say a 
CEO from the States, put it that way. Exactly. So, yeah. I yeah. think just last thing on this, it doesn't explicitly relate to the crunch, but fun fact, if you are looking to get Horizon Forbidden West, buy the PS4 version because it is cheaper. Yes. And you can upgrade to PS5 for free. So yeah. you save yourself a whole $10 there. This um, is this is it's, the it's, annoying it's, thing <laughs> about this is Sony buries that option in a browser. It's, you can only do it through the browser, which is... Yeah, they really don't it's, want you to do it, but yeah, yeah it's this, it's this weird loophole. But you can one hundred percent save ten dollars. So yeah, why yeah, wouldn't just, you just um, do that? Like, don't yeah. don't spend more. Although, I don't know if it's local pricing again being a thing, but like the game is only a grand locally. So I don't know oh, if we went through another the, bout of like reconfiguration. We we might have because I mean I think. Look, I think the rand is somewhat stabilized compared to what it used to be, you know, yeah. of COVID and, you know, those months before and after. But the rand was like an absolute shit show at a stage. Yeah. And I think it's like we got locked into that, <laughs> you know, into prices relating to that. For like so six months. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like PS5 game, one and a half grand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that when the PS5 launched, that's what it was. It was like Demon's yeah. Souls was one and a half grand. So... She's just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> it hurts my soul. Um, in other news, Dragon Age 4 uh, is due in the next 18 months, apparently. So yeah. Dragon Age means nothing to me because I've not played a Dragon Age, but I imagine uh, yeah, you and fine. others are. Oh, oh, okay, you're not a big fan. No, cool I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed the first, I still think the first Dragon Age is a phenomenal RPG. Um, I didn't like 2 that much. Inquisition was fine. Uh, mm. it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't bring the same bells in my head that you know a Mass Effect does um, mm. and especially with Bioware lately like I I struggle to get excited for anything new from them because it's just disappointing nine times out yeah. of ten so um, but yeah this comes from Jeff Jeff Grubb from VentureBeat uh, basically saying that from what he's heard um, you know the game is progressing well uh, and we should see a release in the next 18 months that definitely puts it out of 2022 but it's mm. he says he expects to release maybe late 2023 at the latest mm. at the earliest sorry so i, I mean it, okay. what that tells me is that like don't expect the new mass effect even though they've announced it for like fucking ever oh my god yeah yeah I think uh, with Bioware the, does this. They just announce games so ahead of time. And yeah. Like, it's not even a game by the I mean, time they announce it. I, so. I could be wrong. I don't know which trailer this is um, that I'm playing the video feed, but wasn't this game initially shown? It is almost like not quite a JPEG, but it was like, here's concept art, by the way, like of a new Dragon Age or something. It was almost like laughable. Like, why are you yeah. showing this? It's, it's, not, not that it's nothing, but it's like it's a, a mood board <laughs> for a new game. I mean, you, you basically on this Eurogamer article says the, the Bioware was working on a follow-up to Dragon Age Inquisition as early as 2017 when a draft of its story came out. Um, and back then there was a lot of talk of this being a sort of live service uh, game um, because at the time Bioware was pushing forward with Anthem. Um, no, yeah. But since then, and because of the massive failure of Anthem, it's now settled back into a single-player game. And I think that's when we got the trailer. It was around like 2018, 2019. Mm. Um, and even then it was like, I mean, 2019 doesn't sound long ago. That was three years ago. Three years ago. And also ago, yeah. it means that we've known of this follow-up to Dragon Age for five years now, and it might only come mm. out end of next year. So they do this it's all crazy. the time. They did this with Inquisition as well. I remember hearing about Inquisition like... Fuck, it was like 
the very first time I heard of it, I hadn't even started Varsity. Like, sure. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Um, cool. Last pieces of news Metroid, for, uh, Metroid Prime for developer updates, Twitter banner. People think news is coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so. I, I just think, I mean, it's I like that. retro games is just like <laughs> updating their Twitter banner. I don't think if news is going to come, it would have been in that last direct. The last like, direct. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not ruling out news at any point this year. I just don't know if it's going to happen now. Um, I don't know. No, this game is like I, a huge question. I, I feel like they have to do the Metroid Prime trilogy before they even think yeah. of announcing anything with Prime 4. And, I mean, and, and this game's been rebooted and a whole lot of other exactly. things. Exactly. So. People seem to forget that it was rebooted like three years ago. Like, not mm. that long ago. Like, completely rebooted. So, I doubt that this thing comes out before like Breath of the Wild 2 for example no no definitely not like, before there's I, no I, I envision this as like a late next year title yeah yeah. I mean I, I could be wrong but yeah definitely yeah, not there's, there's no way this is coming this year and if we even you know it, it, if it appears at a direct it will be like a end of direct stinger with a like trailer to be like hey remember this shit and then <laughs> you know with the mood board exactly <laughs> like I don't think this is gonna be a oh here's a trailer it's out in three months type of thing nah mm. there's just no way yeah. Um, but yeah um, um yeah and then last piece of news do you uh, like stretchy arm guy <laughs> i love this man i so i don't i don't play street fighter and i don't play magic gathering anymore but this like combination of the two just seems so cool it's, like it's so like unexpected but very cool. you know it's what's so funny cool. is that i think this this is such an unexpected move that i think will prompt other franchises to do the same yeah. Similar to how, think of how Fortnite has become this playground for all these multi-platform things, like you know, from Master Chief to Kratos to Lara Croft, all in the same game. To Tom Holland's Nathan Drake with the new Uncharted movie, you get everything there. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, how cool would it be? Like we start off. I mean, I don't know if this is the first. I don't think it's the first crossover this kind. But you know, we've got Street Fighter coming to Magic with these cards. Yes. I imagine just other franchises coming to to Magic. You know, there's an Avengers set or whatever. Like, there's just so many things you could do. Um, it's and it's and, just and, and it's so cool because I think the coolest part for me is just seeing these characters in, you know, the Wizards of the Coast like uh, Magic: The Gathering art style on on mm. on the cards. Like seeing Dalsum and he's like Dalsum, the pliable pacifist, which fucking makes me laugh so much it's just <laughs> such a good descriptor uh i mean you've got you've got other ones you've got ryu world warrior ken burning brawler blanca ferocious fee, uh, friend friend okay chun li countless kicks okay yeah it's there. <laughs> guile sonic soldier zangief the red cyclone um you um, don't you have um sumo champion you don't have uh MS Bison, which seems like a real omission yeah, here. I, I feel like that'll it maybe it'll be like a, a shadow drop bonus card or something. Maybe. I mean, I but I mean, rubbish, you look at this artwork, it's just gorgeous. It's like, awesome. Absolutely yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. um, it's very yeah. cool. So, yeah, that's cool. Like, if you're in, if you are in the middle of the, uh, you know, the Venn diagram of these two things, that's rad. <laughs> uh, How many people are in the middle of that Venn diagram? I don't know. Very few. It's this, like, is, this is only coming out in like end of July, but you can pre-order them now. And like just just the 
uh, eight legendaries of the fighters who just mentioned, that alone is $40. So that's a lot of money. I do laugh though because people like Jeff who probably have no desire or interest in Magic the Gathering are like, I need these cards. (laughs) They're Street Fighter cards. Um, So yeah, that is all the gaming I could see him buying them and like framing them. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? They're very cool. Yeah. Like little yeah. collectibles. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's all the news for this week. Um, some big hitters, some much smaller ones, I guess. Some baby uh, hitters. <laughs> should we get to questions? If you want to send us yes. questions, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on all our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat. Mm-hmm. What would you like to get to first? We have... Uh, I'll double check, but I do believe we only have a question from one Cello ZA. So we have no questions, what you're saying. We have no. That's the end of the episode. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for Thank coming. you for joining us, uh, Checkpoint Chat. <laughs> what Goodbye. does Cello want to say from, where is he again? He's in South Korea. South Korea. Okay, is cool. Korea? Not North Korea. Not North Korea. Okay. I hope I'm getting that right. I think he's in Korea. <laughs> North Korea, I guess, would be harder because that's where it's I think like. I think it's Korea. Okay. okay. Um, he asks, "Would you rather have a friend with smelly breath or a friend who farts all the time?" Mm. See, this is funny because it relates to our toothbrush conversation mm. of the top of the show. Um, I think I think it really depends on how close you are to said friend. Yeah. Because to me, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward answer of like smelly breath. Just keep them at, at a distance. Exactly. That's exactly you know, what I'm going to say. Like if I'm not getting up in the grill of these people, like, I mean, it obviously depends on how bad the smelly breath is. Like really bad breath. Like if someone just has like permanent garlic breath, that could be a big problem. Um, yeah. But yeah, I tend to agree that, you know, we usually, I don't get super close to friends. Now, if it was your partner... <laughs> Like if it was lens. Yeah, that, that is that is a different mm. question. Would would you rather your partner have smelly breath or they fart all the time? Again, it depends because like sometimes farts don't smell. They're just they're just mm. air moving, whereas smelly breath is always <laughs> really bad. <laughs> the farts sometimes smell. Smelly breath is forever. That's uh that's the mantra Yeah, you I see, by. so I think if it was <laughs> when it comes down to a partner, I'd probably take the reverse, to be entirely honest. The the fart. Yeah. But there's, mm. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of qualifiers <laughs> on choosing that, to put it that way. Well, I'll I'll just say this. You have to kiss him on the lips, you'd have to kiss him on the anus. <laughs> <laughs> on the anus. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean you can, but you don't have to. <laughs> Good lord. Oh my goodness. And that's um, it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I actually, that's if I'm not mistaken, we got like a voicemail on Spotify or Anchor, but I never listened to it. Anchor. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Let um, me actually see check. if I can find it real quick and just like, we are not prepared to. Yeah, um, I well, we, Anchor, we, we don't Anchor's have the, the uh, we don't have the technology to feed it through to <laughs> this episode. So let's um, see. It's from. So, okay, maybe I'll just listen to it next week. And if it's worthwhile listening to, we can mention it again. But yeah, that's been uh, episode 176, Checkpoint Chat. Uh, as always, thank you so Hold much up. for listening. Oh, whoa, yeah. Hold up. I wonder if you can hear this. Sorry, because I've got it here. Okay. 
So let's see. Maybe not. We, we'll, we'll see. You, let me know if you can hear it. Otherwise, we'll make a plan for next week. Hello, it is Dodgy Buddy. Um, sorry for intruding. I see you guys are that. busy on this channel, which is awesome, as I'm a South African myself. And yeah. Can you not hear that? Audio is nice and crisp. I do oh. appreciate that. Um, anyhow, um, I'm an owner, well, one of the co owners at Mock um, League of Legends Championship in South Africa. It's a new organization. You know, we're testing the waters, you know, surveying a little bit. But so far, the feedback has been good. You know, is from this the voicemail that was did. meant to be an email? And I'm wondering if we can have a chat about, you know, esports in South Africa and maybe do a, you know, a checkpoint chat, as you would call it. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I have a good audio setup. So, yeah, if you want to interview me or. Well, there we go. It's not a question, more a request. More a pitch. Interesting. More a pitch, a surprise pitch. I mean, well, there we go. We don't really do. Any esports here, unfortunately. Esports. Um, I will say, if uh, I, I don't know the first name, I recognize the nickname Dodgy Buddy. It's a guy who used to, I don't think he streams anymore. He used to stream a few years ago. Mm. Um, if you are listening, you, you should probably reach out to a one, uh, is it Glenn Casilla? Uh, I don't know uh, if he still does. Yeah. Glon. Glon. Uh, he does, if he can't help you, he'll be able to put you in touch with more esport focused mm. people. Um, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Kisela, K I E L S A. Does does he still have anything to do with esports central? Or does that podcast still run? I, I think that podcast still runs esports central, but I don't think he's involved with it anymore. Um, okay. As far as I know. Uh, but yeah, reach out to him on Twitter. Uh, he would be a much better fit than us. We just yeah. like not in that space at all. So. But thanks for yep. leaving a message. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's I'm it. I um, remember that because <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> episode 176 Checkpoint Chat. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. Goodbye.